So I kind of came up with three signs that it's time to start thinking about your own website. Um, I'm assuming a lot of your followers here are on Etsy. Yeah. So, or they may be selling on like a Facebook page or something, social media or Etsy. So if you are relying on the income that is coming from your Etsy shop or... Hey there, crafter with a full-time job. If you're looking far away to make extra income, extra 10K in your sleep from SVG Cut Files in the next 12 months, I'm Jeff and I am here to help you. Sign up for my free masterclass below and get my secrets for building a successful six-figure SVG business. So you can quit your job, you can cut down your hours to spend more time with your kids. Today in the studio, we have a special guest who will who is an expert at website designing and she is going to be talking all about setting up your own website so today i have invited rebecca from bex mary and she is gonna tell us she's a she's a wordpress expert and she is gonna tell us everything about setting up your own website how to DIY your own website, when is the perfect time to get started to set up your own website to sell your handmade crafts or digital files, and how to trip tips and tricks on making WordPress easier. My name is Rebecca. I am a web designer. I've been designing websites since 2010 professionally, and I am also a crafter at heart. I've been doing all kinds of crafts, but mostly handmade soap. And um, when I started getting into the soap making, I was noticing in a lot of the handmade seller Facebook groups that um, a lot of people who have their own business making what they sell have a hard time with the website piece. And so that's when I pivoted in my business and my life to to serve the handmade community. So I design websites, but I try to only focus in on handmade business owners. And um, it just makes my job more fun because everybody who has a handmade business has beautiful products. And so I get to look at beautiful things while I design websites for my clients. And um, another thing I noticed in a spot that I decided to fill was a lot of times when people are just getting started, they don't have a budget to hire a web designer. So that's why I also teach a course because a lot of um, handmade sellers, they're DIYers at heart too. So they want to you know, do their own website. So yeah. I like that then and help teach how to make your own website as well. Cool, cool. I love that. So you decided to merge both of your passions together to- Right. Uh, side and the website website designing when you saw the gap I love that and since you are also a handmade seller you can understand what uh, what challenges people are facing and you can help them at their level you can meet them at their level so that's pretty awesome and uh, and what kind of customers do you serve like are they are the full-time handmade sellers or do you have, or do they have like an extra job that they're working? 
Um, a little bit of both. So what, like one of my clients, she makes um, handmade mittens out of wool sweaters, upcycled wool sweaters. And she has a full-time job um, working in a gym setting and she loves her full-time job. So her mitten business is a side hustle. And I think that she plans to keep it that way. But then I just also had another client recently who makes um, stationary, really funny greeting cards. And she is full-time with that. Um, so I do a little bit of both, depending on whatever people need a website, whether they're part-time or full-time in their business. Cool, cool. I love that. So so I would love to know what, what platform do you use and uh, why? Okay. I almost always use WordPress for building my client websites and for what I teach. I have had a client on Shopify before, and I've worked with a variety of platforms throughout my career. I have worked, I can't even name them all. I've worked with a lot of different platforms, and I've been doing WordPress almost exclusively, I think, since probably around 2014 is when I found WordPress and I switched over because it's user-friendly enough that somebody could build it themselves, but it's mm -hmm. also powerful enough to grow with you as you need more features and more robust capabilities. And there is an easy way to add on a handmade shop or well, any kind of e-commerce shop, digital mm -hmm. or physical products onto your WordPress website. So that's what I use. I just find that I think because I have so much experience with it, it just is easier for me. I tend to get frustrated when I'm in Shopify. I think I expect things to be more customizable than they are. And I'm just, I know how to make it do what I want when I'm in WordPress. So I tend to stick with WordPress. Cool. Cool. Uh, so, so based on personal preference, you prefer to use WordPress rather than Shopify. Yes. Cool. Cool. So, so tell us about like, what are some of the tips and tricks to make WordPress easier? Because I've been using WordPress and for me, uh, after setting up a website and a shop, like since I started my business eight years, I've been using WordPress. So for me, the first thing that I think about is going to Shopify because I feel like it's so much easier. Everything is laid out. So why would you prefer WordPress over Shopify? There's a couple of reasons. And um, so the one reason that for the most part that I like it is, I, I mean, I, it, it mostly is a preference. I will say that. But I just think that it's more capable to customize and grow. And um, it, it does have a little bit more of a learning curve. I will agree with you on that. Um, so for instance, when you have a theme and you're going in to customize it, and some people don't have to do this, but for me, I do it a lot. And I customize a theme to the point where I need to edit some of the code. Sometimes even with Shopify, if you're trying to figure out how to do something and you go into the Shopify forums and you're asking, how do I make my site do this certain thing? They're gonna give you a code snippet and tell you where to put it. Well, once with Shopify, once you edit the theme, you can no longer update it, 
which I found really frustrating because WordPress has built a way that you can customize your theme, yet you still can run updates on it and get new um, patches, feature releases, security patches, all kinds of stuff like that. So there's that reason. And also tag management. Um, so when you want to tag your products, I find the tag management interface way easier on WordPress to be able to bulk edit tags, delete tags, and all that with Shopify is a lot more complicated and you have to go into each individual product and like delete the tag off of the product. If you want to delete a whole tag, you can't just like delete a tag like out of the whole system at one time. Yeah. Um, and also one thing with that I always thought was weird with Shopify is they call collections what I'm used to calling categories. Yeah. So if you have a category of products, they call it a collection, but you can't have a sub collection. You can't have women's clothing as a category, but then have shirts, pants, accessories. You can't have like subcategories. Whereas in WordPress, you can have categories, subcategories, sub-subcategories, sub-sub-subcategories, and you can get really granular and organize the hierarchy of your shop and make everything really organized. So those are a few of the reasons why I like WordPress. Um, but to what you were saying earlier, I think you were going to ask, how do you make it easier? Yeah. <laughs> so my, my top two tips for making WordPress easier is it really comes down to your theme and a drag and drop page builder. If you choose a theme that's not very well coded, which there are thousands of themes out there, mm -hmm. it's easy to you know buy a $50 theme or $30 theme, but some of them are just not built very well and you get kind of pigeonholed into the design to make it, you're kind of like, this is what the theme looks like and you can't really customize it. And then you can't make it look like what you want it to look like. And it gets really frustrating when it comes to customizing. So I would say the number one thing is to pick a very customizable quality theme that runs fast and it doesn't have a whole lot of styling already built in. It's got mm -hmm. settings and you can customize it to fit your branding better. And then the drag and drop page builder plugin. Um, I personally use Beaver Builder. Some people use Elementor, but then there's a lot of other ones that are really not that good. And, or if you don't use one at all, it can make things just more difficult, challenging to get a nice page layout for each of your content pages. I, I love that. So I totally agree with you on that. Like the organizing features on WordPress are far much better because uh, I was struggling to categorize my products on uh, Shopify and it, it, it was kind of frustrating. I totally agree with that. And, and so, and I love those tips using a page builder and using a, a customizable thing because the, if you look at the market out there, there are like a millions of themes for WordPress, but you got to choose the best one. You got to be very wise with it. So do you have any recommendations? For a theme? Yeah. Yes. I ha almost exclusively use the same theme on every single project. Every website that I build um, mm -hmm. recently has been using the Beaver Builder theme. So Beaver Builder theme 
plus the Beaver Builder page builder plugin. However, recently I did just find a new theme and I've tested it a little bit and I feel confident um, recommending it as an option. The theme is called Bloxy and it's got a lot, a lot of customization options. So that's a good option too if you want to have, so you go into the customizer and you can just change all of the different settings to make the theme match what you want it to look like. And you can even edit the layout of the header and footer, which is not a typical um, feature for a theme. So I think that's really cool that you can edit the way the header is laid out and footer is laid out. Cool, cool. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I personally use the Genesis framework. I've been on it for like ages. That was That's like one of the OGs. That was a very <laughs> popular option several years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't, I'm pretty happy with it. So I'm just stuck with that one thing. And uh, I, I got my first theme from Restore 316. Like I loved her designs and I'm just stuck with the same theme forever. <laughs> I have just I have thought about changing, but then I got the Thrive Builder, and I used their pages, pre-built-in pages, so I didn't have to get a new theme. But thank you for sharing those options with us, so everybody can uh, choose, uh, try out different ones, and see what's best for them. So I want to know, like, what is the best time to get started with your own website? What is the sign that okay, this is the time I need to go? uh and set up my website and we're also going to discuss some of the costs involved yes so i kind of came up with three signs that it's time to start thinking about your own website um i'm assuming a lot of your followers here are on etsy yeah. so or they may be selling on like a facebook page or something social media or etsy so if you are relying on the income that is coming from your Etsy shop or from your sales on your Facebook page or wherever you're making your sales. If you do not own that platform yet, most of your revenue is coming from it and you're relying on that revenue. You just have to take a step back and think about the fact that you don't own that platform and you don't have full control over it. And so if if your Etsy shop somehow disappeared overnight, got shut down for whatever reason, you know, sometimes mistakes are made, but if that revenue source disappeared, um, would you really suffer? You know, it, are you relying on that income? And if you are, then I think that you need to take control of that income stream and have more control over it. So then the second sign is, um, if you are driving a lot of your own traffic. So if you go into your Etsy shop, you can see on the stats how much percentage of your traffic is coming from the Etsy. You know, they're finding you through search or suggested or whatever versus how much traffic you're driving to your Etsy shop. So if you're driving a significant portion of your traffic, one thing to think about is every time you make a sale, you're paying Etsy what's effectively a commission for sales that you made. So you there's some cost savings there. If you were to make those same sales on your own platform, then you wouldn't be paying that six and a half percent transaction fee. Sure. And then the third sign is if you are starting to feel 
limited or held back. So you're just starting to feel the growing pains of, okay, I can't make Etsy do what I want it to do. I can't customize it. I can't control the user experience or I can't sell a certain thing on there because it doesn't meet their guidelines. And so when you feel like you want, if you just, if you're feeling limited or held back, then a website would be a way to overcome that because you can add whatever features you need and you can have full control over the whole user experience. Cool. Cool. I love that. So once you are, you have started making consistent monthly income, is that the sign that you can go ahead and set up your own website? Yeah, you definitely do want to be making some monthly income because there are, fixed expenses that are involved with a website, whether you're making sales on your website or not, you still have to pay for your hosting. So that's mm -hmm. a little bit different of the way the fee structure is between Etsy compared to your website. With Etsy, the more you sell, the more you pay, but there's a low barrier to entry. It doesn't really cost anything to just have a shop open, you know, maybe 20 cent listing fees here and there. But with a website, you're paying either a monthly hosting fee or an annual hosting fee. And whether you're making sales or not, you still have to pay for it to be up, but you can sell as much as you want. And the more you sell, the more you get to keep. Cool. Cool. I love that. So if you guys have any questions, you can pop them in the comment below and Rebecca can answer them right here. So tell us about what's the minimum cost involved in setting up your website. This podcast is sponsored by my Ivy League standard SVG business coaching program, SVG Superstar, where you not only learn to design SVGs, but also how to sell those designs to make money in your sleep. To learn more about my program, sign up for my free masterclass via the link in the description. So how much a website costs is a big question. It's kind of like asking how much a house will cost. It really depends. Depends on what features, um, what kind of hosting environment, what kind of platform you're building. It depends on if you're going to build your own house or if you're going to hire a contractor. Um, so I would say the minimum, if you're going to do it all yourself, you should probably have about 500 for the first year. And then after that, it, it'll probably be less, um, depending on which platform. And, but I think having seven or 800 set aside would be a lot better because then you'll be able to invest in a course or um, a more premium theme, a couple extra tools here and there that's going to help make it a lot better of an experience when it comes to building. So you're not sitting there frustrated trying to YouTube everything, figure out how to do it you know you can just buy a course learn how to do it step by step and then just implement um so yeah i would say between five to seven or eight hundred dollars if you're going to do it yourself if you plan on hiring a professional like a freelancer i would expect for an e-commerce website like three to five thousand and then if you're going to hire a professional website firm probably looking at ten thousand cool cool thanks for our listing that out like we have a couple of options like it's not like we have to spend ten thousand dollars to get the website set up you can start from a very low profit uh low margin which is like below one thousand dollars so i love that Absolutely. 
$1,000, not that expensive either because you are already getting all that money. You're already making the money and you're just further investing that amount uh, to learn how to do it yourself and then get it all set up. So can you recommend a, like a, a, a first let's look at what's the process like what all are we buying and because i know for a lot of people that all these terms are very foreign uh, hosting and developer and all this so let's get into that sure every website is made up of three main pieces okay so there's like three main puzzle pieces that you need to have to have a functioning website. The first piece is the domain name, and that is your yourbusiness.com, your .com address, and you will register that once per year at a domain registrar. I use Namecheap. You can get them from Hover or Google or GoDaddy, any kind of place you can just type in register a domain, and you're looking at about $10 a year. So it's a very, very affordable, place to start and you're going to need it anyway. So whether you're ready to build a website or not, I highly recommend just go grab your domain name, 10 bucks a year, it's a no brainer. You're reserving your name on the internet. So when you are ready to build your website, you've already got your domain. And in the meantime, you can point your domain to your Etsy shop. So you might as well grab the domain. The second piece of your website is the hosting. So if you're thinking of your website like a house, the website is the house, the hosting is the land that you're building your house on. So hosting is what it really is, renting server space. So it's a giant supercomputer somewhere in the United States or in a different country, wherever you are, you can find a hosting company that has a, a data center near you and or where your target audience is, where you want your website to live, basically. And your website files, the things that make up your website, are hosted on this server. And the server is connected to the internet 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and highly monitored so that it doesn't go down and all that. So that's how your website is accessible on the internet all the time. So you wanna pay for your hosting. And then the third piece of a website is the actual platform. So that is the software that you use to build it. That's the interface that lets you to click and add a page or put the content here on your page, how to make your logo and your navigation menu, all those things. Um, so when you're talking about platforms, you're talking about Shopify or Squarespace or WordPress or Wix or Weebly or BigCommerce, any of those types of platforms. A lot of the platforms come with hosting combined. So it's the hosting and the platform are together. And you, you know, if you're gonna get a Squarespace website, it's going to be hosted with Squarespace. They've got their own servers. You can't take a Squarespace site and get it hosted somewhere else. WordPress is unique in that way. Lots of different web hosting companies allow you to build a WordPress site because WordPress is not a company, it's a project, it's an open source software. So you can spin up a WordPress website on any one of these different hosting companies. So domain, hosting, and your platform. And those are the pieces that you need to, to build your site. To build your website on a WordPress. 
Well, for any of them. So for like, let's say a Shopify site, you're going to get your domain name. You can get your domain name right from Shopify. You're going to have your hosting. Shopify is going to host it. You're going to have the actual platform software interface to build your website. That's also Shopify. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. So thanks for breaking that down. Like now I think people can understand it more and uh, make decisions based on that. So what are your quick tips for setting up a website on WordPress? Like what are the plugins and like your go-to plugins? So my go-to plugins, that's a good question. Number one is the Beaver Builder page builder because that makes it so that you can drag and drop design all your pages. So that's a must have for me. Um, Then you're going to want WooCommerce that is the plugin that allows you to create a store. And then you're going to want some type of a contact form plugin so that you can put a contact form on your contact page. For that one, I use WP Forms. Then um, within WooCommerce, there's like a lot of extra plugins that you can add on to make your shop do different things. A lot of them are made by WooCommerce, so you can go, they have like their own little extension store. You can look at those. Um, Those are like the main plugins that I use like all the time. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. So you use all these plugins for your handmade business as well. Cool. Awesome. So, uh, so you have been working with a ton of customers over the past uh, seven to eight years. So what are some of the mistakes people make when they come to you or in general, when you're looking at people wanting to start a handmade website? Okay. So for the people who are trying to do it themselves, I would say, Well, regardless, um, whether you're going to hire someone or do it yourself, one mistake would be tackling the website too soon. Um, I, you know, of course I want everybody to have a website, but sometimes it just doesn't make sense for you yet. Mm -hmm. Though if you're just starting out and you're just trying to figure out your products, you haven't figured out your unique selling proposition, like what makes you different? What makes your products stand out? What makes your brand unique? and you haven't gotten a logo or your, any of your branding put together yet, or your products aren't really selling yet, um, or you have, so this isn't as applicable for SVG sellers, but for physical product sellers, if you don't have good photography, you know, that has to come first. Your branding, your photography, having those business basics, um, I highly recommend getting that done so you have a foundation to build on Otherwise, you're just going to have to keep changing things and it's not going to look good. Though, mm-hmm. so if you get those visual and business basics down, then you have something to build on and it's going to look better. Um, another mistake I see a lot is when somebody is unsure about which platform they want to use. So they know they want to build a website. They're not sure where to start. So they go into the Facebook groups and they're like, help. Um, I need to make a website. Which platform did you use to build yours? And then everybody hops in the comments and none of these people are web designers and they're all saying, I used blah, 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 blah. And I'm just sitting here like, no, because every 
every person's business is unique and they have different needs and need different feature sets and have different ways of building. Like for some people, I would not recommend WordPress. For some people, I would not recommend Shopify. So um, I would say just thinking through your decision on when you choose a platform very mm-hmm. carefully and weighing the pros and cons of each one or you know the different features and kind of also pricing it out like how much is this really going to cost because i need xyz feature and so that's going to be this extra plugin or this extra app how much is that going to cost um doing that before you dive in because you can spend a lot of time building your website and then down the line realize wait it doesn't have this one feature that i really need it doesn't integrate with this one thing that I really needed to integrate with. And then you realize that you have to switch, which is not an easy process. You can't just one button click migrate your site over to a new platform. You're basically having to rebuild it using your old one as a model. So um, yeah, don't, don't choose the wrong platform and then suffer later. Rebuild it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I especially love the point, like, make sure your photography and your branding is on point before you move to the next level. Because uh, going there and getting your logo changed every single time, getting your theme aligned with your logo, it takes a lot of work and a lot of a lot of brain cells. <laughs> yeah, you would just have to keep going into your theme and customizing it and saying, okay, well now instead of pink, now we're doing teal instead of gray. Now we're doing Brown or, you know, whatever. And you're just gonna have to keep changing things over and over again. And also you'll just have a lot more direction when it comes to all of the graphics and all of the content. Like what are you going to put on there? What's your main message? Um, If you know what makes you unique, who your product is for, how to appeal to them, how to speak to them, and and sell through your website cool cool i love that so if you guys have any questions about setting up your own website rebecca is here with us for another couple of minutes make sure you pop your questions in the comment section so what are some final quick tips for someone who is working a full-time job and is selling handmade what do you recommend them Uh, what should they do if they want to set up their own website quick and easy way yeah so what i would recommend if you want to start your website and you're low on time you need to just get it up is to just hire someone to do it for you because and i'm not just saying that because i'm a web designer but when you're the business owner you have so many hats to wear you're the financial officer you're the marketing person you're the fulfillment person you're doing your song and dance on social media making your content and it's like do you really want to add one more thing to your plate when you already are strapped for time um so focus on what you do best focus on making your products and selling your products that's where the income is coming from and that's what keeps your business alive is having the revenue so you focus on that and doing what you do best and hire someone to do this nitty gritty project 
that you're going to be banging your head against the wall and frustrated and want to throw your laptop into traffic. Like don't put yourself through that stress and waste all your time trying to figure out because you're not, you're not a web designer. You don't know how to do it and it's got a learning curve and it's just, if you let somebody who just knows how to do it, do it. Now, if you're, you really just don't have the budget, you know, you don't have three to $5,000 to hire someone, then I would recommend taking a course or having some kind of a coach, someone to guide you through it, because that's going to save you a lot of time instead of YouTubing every little thing, trying to figure out how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do this? Just being able to watch a video, implement it. You know, here's how you do it. Okay, now go do it. Cool, cool. I love these platforms, they they make it look so easy to build your website. Once you get in and start building, you realize this is not as easy as it looked. (laughs) So true. And I know like a lot of people get have panic attacks when they see such techie stuff. It's not everybody's uh everybody's uh I mean, everyone's area of expert is like, uh, I know like people, especially as crafters, it becomes really challenging to deal with hacky stuff. So it's best to just hire help and get somebody else to do it while you focus on building your own business. So thank you so much for sharing that. And where can we find you and how, how do you help? What are your, I mean, what are your offers? Right. So if you want to connect with me and um, hang out with me or get help from me, I have a Facebook group. If you go to creativebiz.club, that will forward you right over to the Facebook group. Um, It's the Creative Biz Clubhouse. And in there, I do like WordPress website help desk happy hours and answer people's questions and share helpful stuff in there. Um, share my YouTube videos in there and whatever I've got going on. So that's always the place to be to know what's going on. And um, as far as my offerings, I offer web design as a service and I also teach class. So I am actually August 1st through the 4th going to be running a jumpstart class. So it's jumpstart your own DIY website project. And we're going to be going over the first steps and showing you kind of what's what, how to get started, the first steps, and, you know, giving you the roadmap and the blueprint so you can take that and run with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you want more, then we'll be doing a group program that's, you know, going to be eight to 12 weeks long, learn every single thing in and out, and I'll guide you um, through the whole website process. All right. Sounds amazing. Anybody who wants to get started ASAP can join you. Is August is just in a couple of weeks now. Yes. So, so yes, if you want to join the jumpstart, go to bexmarie.com slash jumpstart. And that's the link to either get on the wait list or sign up for that class. Awesome. Lastly, if you're looking for a way to make extra 10K in your sleep so you can cut down your hours to spend more time with your kids, sign up for my free masterclass via the link in the description. Bye-bye.